This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Welcome, one and all, to a very special edition of Play With Pain. Uh, my guest is the voice of the World Series of Poker, sports writer, and broadcaster, Norman Chad. We're going to be talking to Norm about the NCAA tournament and a, a plethora of worst gigs that Norm has to choose from. Uh, but first, um, Chet, how's your bracket? My bracket's horrible. It got arrested for impersonating a bracket. Okay, well, all right, then can you just slide into, do we have any sports? Ah, not much, except all of this. Time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Par Mitzvah, the golf method that'll make a man out of you. Oscars, more boxing action than Floyd Mayweather's last three bouts combined. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock over a joke that was milder than Minnesota chili. Smith then carried on like all our brains had been wiped by one of those men in black ones. It was weird. Smith apologized yesterday like a real man should over Instagram. At least it was a heartfelt statement that his publicist and attorney had written for him. QAnon said, now that there is some batshit crazy stuff. That wrap-up sponsored by Cataraction, the dating app for people with blurry vision. March Madness, in a year that was supposed to be wide open, the Final Four, Norm, Duke, Kansas, Villanova, North Carolina. Great April Fool's joke, NCAA. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Meanwhile, St. Peter's got taken apart like a grand piano at a garage sale. NFL, Deshaun Watson's first press conference in Cleveland made Sean Spicer look like William Jennings Bryan. That's for all my uh, listeners who are over 120 years old. That item, sponsored by Can I Get a Fitness? Go to church and work out at the same time. NBA, the Lakers are so old when they walk into a CVS, the pharmacist yells out, back so soon. And finally this week in sports history, the year 1891, the place London, England. The first ever world weightlifting competition was won by Edward Lawrence. Of course, at that point, the world was a 13-block radius 
of Edward Lawrence's house. But a belt's a belt! This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Dick Tucker's Women's Clothes for Men. And Curly Ringlets, heavy metal singer for hire. That's Curly Ringlets. Back to you, Jeff. Wow, thank you, Chet. That was uh, that was more energy than I expected out of you this morning. My guest today makes Stonehenge look excited. My former co-host from ESPN Real Classics and the voice of the World Series of Poker. There's a play-by-play guy, but nobody listens to him. The great Norm Chad. Norm, how are you today? Uh, you should be honored that I woke up 20 minutes ago to go from my bedroom to my current location eight or 10 feet away from my bedroom the uh, wine tasting corner the wine tasting corner yes i i started drinking during the pandemic <laughs> and uh, why stop wow. you picked it up quickly look at that <laughs> there's several bottles i'm guessing some merlots and some cab sauvignons and what's your favorite what do you like to drink uh, my favorite is ever under $10 at Trader Joe's. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not a wine connoisseur. I, I go for volume, uh, quantity, not quality. Right. Well, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I might add connoisseur, the word that tripped me up in the spelling bee in eighth grade, connoisseur. C-O-N-N-O-I-S-S-E-U-R? No, you left out, I think, another. I know, maybe you got it right. Can you get croissant right? Uh, that I can get right. Okay. Uh, C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. Nah? Yes, you got that right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's because my wife uh, eats a, a tremendous amount of croissants. Uh, the, if, you, if you threw them whole like uh, bread chunks at pigeons, she would eat it all. She loves croissants. That's just so I've learned how to spell it so I don't screw it up when I go to uh what's that place in the beverly what's this a brentwood barn farm shop there you go farm shop yeah where They're average good. baked items cost twice as much farm it's shop. Brentwood. <laughs> that's a good that's a good marketing slogan yeah let's talk uh oscars here uh this was an interesting the whole thing was kind of interesting uh it was uh, i thought amy schumer was just pound for pound uh, the best person in the ring on Sunday night. And everybody else, a little, you know, uh, uh, Wanda's always Wanda. She'll, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll she, you know, she'll kind of be, she'll kind of be slowly kind of waltzing through it. And then, boom, fastball right past your chin. Uh, and Regina Hall, good actress, oh. had to rely on uh, what the writers gave her. And, you know, you're writing in a box. You're writing in a very tight box for an award show like that. Because I've been in those rooms and you tend to go, hey, can we do this? No. Oh, okay. And then you <laughs> so you wind up writing something like, let's pull five cute guys out of the audience and pretend she's patting them down. It was a very weird one. That was a weird sketch. Did you watch? Did you, uh, did you watched- grab a bottle of wine? Uh, and just smash it on your stairway rail and go drink. Yeah, for, for, for the Oscars, since I only watch a little, I get one of those individual bottles, one of those like Sutter Home 
Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Dollars each bottles that are, it's just, it's swill, but it's convenient. It's a screw top and you can drink it out of the bottle uh, privately. So yeah, the Oscars sort of, as you know, Sauter lost their buzz. I think, you know, not after Johnny Carson stopped hosting them, but certainly somewhere <laughs> in the Letterman eaters. Uh, and, and, you know, I was watching and it, it brought us to Chris Rock, of course, my, one of my favorites, one of the sharpest. Yeah. And as far as the incident goes, a joke that wasn't particularly good, but it was pretty benign. The first thing I thought of, Jeff, was if the late, great Don Rickles were around. I mean, Don Rickles, if we had the current standards for Don Rickles, he would have had a baseball bat to his head 150 times a year. Yeah. Or he would have been 135 pounds of chiseled steel. (laughs) He would have been ready for anybody coming up on stage. I mean, where where are we where are we gone here? Uh, it just it, it was just a benign joke. It was it wasn't Chris Rock's best ad lib in history. But what the heck? Yeah, I wasn't even sure necessarily how it was insulting, even to a person who might be struggling with some level of alopecia. You have turned, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith has turned uh, a tight in buzz cut into an incredible fashion statement. So somebody throws something like that at you, you know, hey, you're getting ready for G.I. Jane, too. That's pretty much, uh, you know, like you say, it's benign and it's kind of a compliment. It's like, wow, getting okay, you're bald, but you're getting ready for, you know, a great movie. You're getting... You know, the movie career is chugging along, whatever it it's I didn't sense any animosity whatsoever in Same the remark. Here. And it's it's again, I don't mean to be insensitive. It's alopecia. It's not lupus. OK, <laughs> it's it's just it's it, you know, you lose your hair. And I know that that, that cause some people thought it crossed the line because it's personal. Uh, it has something to do with how you look. But like you said, it, it seemed to be it, it, there seemed to be no cruelty in it. And again, if it was a bad joke or if Will Smith was offended, he could have gone up there, grabbed the microphone and said whatever he wanted to say and sat down. You don't go up there and slap the heck out of the comic. No. And I think that's what Chris Rock was expecting. He figured Will Smith, who's, let's be honest, known probably still more for comedy than drama or Hmm. even in his dramatic roles. What is the comedy he's going to bring to it? So we know him as a gregarious, uh, life loving guy i'm sure chris figured okay he's gonna come up he's gonna spar with me a little bit but verbally not actual larry holmes sparring it was (laughs) i think it took him chris completely by surprise and kudos to him ridiculous amount of professionalism to pull that plane out of that tailspin that was impressive oh no question he started giving away an award I mean, he, he, he's standing up there in front of tens of millions and he's got to give best short animated documentary made yeah. on a budget of less than $30. Yeah. After getting pounded by a guy who's quite a bit larger than Chris, which is, you know, you and I are larger than Chris. Yeah. He's, you know, dripping wet, maybe 140 pounds, maybe, you know, and he's a sl- lithe, slender, <laughs> you know, Took a took a shot though, like Ron Lyle just didn't really. He went and but he didn't move. A great footwork, great footwork. Just bounced uh, back. And, no, and no, 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 no visible showing of any hit. No. That 
Yep. Around the mouth. Right. Yeah. I, th- I thought, I mean, I would have given a round to Chris Rock. He didn't go down. <laughs> yeah. He didn't go down. He didn't use profanity. He stood up there and he gave up the next, he gave up the next Oscar. He really did. I think the, uh, the next gig he does, he's going to have Emmanuel Stewart uh, backstage ready for anything. That's the, uh, I, I would, I mean, my goodness, I don't know what we're coming to. Better not bleed over into the clubs. And then they thought uh, when the Amy Schumer did that little bit with uh, the actor and, uh, and uh, Kirsten Dunst, his yeah. wife, and she, I apologize for not remembering his name, a great actor. Uh, he, she buses her out of there for the sole purpose of the premise of the gig, which was about seat fillers. There's no gag if it's not a famous person who pretends to be shuffled off to Buffalo. There's no gag. People on the internet thought Amy Schumer was insulting Kirsten Dunst. I know. That is almost as egregious as as what Will Smith did. Yeah, well, the, the internet has proven itself to be one step forward, three steps backward. Uh, <laughs> you, you can, I, 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 I cannot believe every day that you spend not on the internet is a day of joy. It's a day of sunrise and sunset. Yes, look at that. That is beautiful. It is, isn't that beautiful? That's what I look at every day. I don't go outside. I look at that. Sure. So, And uh, when you're stuck and down a half a quart of boxed Sutter's home. Uh, I think it's a boxed wine. I don't want, I don't want that inside of that. Stigma. Yeah, that's true. That's a whole stigma. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize for that. Strictly glass for you. Although that's how they... Uh, that's how they bottled Sutter's home is a truck drives right behind the wine truck. And it, it's got like a, like a bowl, like a giant. Oh and they capture. Yeah. They capture the drippage, the drippage. And then they put that into the boxes straight into the boxes. They wow. don't even, it doesn't even get filtered. Okay. <laughs> That's sponsored guys. Hey, by the dollar Confederate statue store. And of course, uh, gentlemen prefer gentlemen, the all gentlemen's gentlemen's club. Back to you guys. Jeff, what do you want to talk about now? I was thinking about talking about poker. Poker. That's the way to do it. Go ahead and poker. That was the name of my uh, poker special. All right. Uh, you have been doing this how long now? The World Series of Poker and other uh, poker events, but mostly the World Series. The World Series of Poker since 03. About whatever, about wow. 18 years or so. As they would say on the Oscars, it's your 19th anniversary, which they decided to make like big specials out of everybody's like, it's the 28th year of what? You know, it was just like, like 50 I could get for the Godfather. But then anyway, so, uh, all right. So you've been doing it 19 years. How did they tap you? Now, remember Radio Shack? Sure. I was standing, I was thinking I was second in line to get batteries. And they came <laughs> you in. You had to wait in line for batteries. Yeah. I, I have that one attendant who was just, you know, the clerk was yeah. hired in the last three weeks That's from Wiener's. And they just pulled me out of line. They said, you know, we're just doing poker on TV for you know, a few episodes. It's never going to be anything. So can you come in and do it? Because we heard you or, you know, asked them, do you have double A? I need a four pack of double A. They said, your voice is nice. And so they just brought me out. ESPN <laughs> brought me in for virtually nothing. Uh, I didn't even have to go to Bristol, Connecticut to do it. And then somehow it caught on. Wow. Even back then, you didn't have to go to Bristol? You no, I have never been to Bristol. It's it's like the the 
the the badge. I don't want to go to Bristol. They don't want me. I've never been to Bristol, Connecticut, to the to the home campus, to the mothership, as Dan Patrick calls it. It's uh, it's uh, a bumper sticker that you uh, put proudly on your. I'm going to take a shot. 87 Lincoln. Uh, I have never been to Bristol. Okay, that, that's a fine car. The first car I bought was an 87 Plymouth Horizon, $5,500. I had the year right. I think you overpaid. I think I did overpay, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't haggle back then. You just go in and they tell you and they go back and talk to the manager. No, we can't do that. That's true. You'd just gotten off your shift at Der Wiener Schnitzel, which was, I love that reference. That's a great, and I can see the guy at Radio Shack going, let me see your resume. Uh, Der Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, all right. Well, hang on. You're going to, you're going to manage our day shift. That's <laughs> bilingual is, is well ahead of most Radio Shack employees. <laughs> That's true. So they tap you. Do you know about poker a lot at the time? Or did you teach yourself or had you been a complete degenerate and you'd learned by losing money? Okay. I, I, all of that is true. Slander. No, it's slander. It's slander. Okay. Yeah, but it's true. They made a mistake. They made a mistake, Jeff. They, the, the guy who hired they me knew I played poker, but he thought I played poker a lot. And like, I, I he thought I, the, the game they hired me to announce, which is No Limit Texas Hold'em, I had never played in my life. I played stud. So stuff you play around the kitchen table, night right. baseball, follow the queen. So, sure. okay. To this day, 18 or 19 years later, I do not play the game in which I announce. So I don't, I don't know much about No Limit Texas Hold'em. You knew about the what, what I like to refer to as Sutter's Home Poker, where you just three sheets to the wind, <laughs> and you're just thinking this stuff. I'm going to hold one card behind my ear. <laughs> it's like that. I, I remember those days fondly with my high school buddies playing idiot poker. That's what we played. And we were playing 25 cent, 50 cent dollar games. And we were, again, we were playing no limit Texas Hold'em. So that's that they brought me. It was a mistake that they hired me. They brought me in. Uh, thankfully, the production company that I was working with, they weren't, they weren't poker people themselves. So they weren't, you know, with nose to the grindstone. What's, mm-hmm. this, what's this analysis? You know, analyze this hand from this guy. So they didn't mind that I didn't talk about the poker at all. I could. So you, you were actually sort of, joked your way around the poker until you absorbed enough of it pretty much you could yeah wow and even now because i haven't studied it i don't care for it uh i don't still do any strategy or analysis i just talk about the people and the clothes and the glasses and just the absurdity of by the way watching six or seven people sitting around a table throwing chips into the middle while wearing sunglasses and hoodies and headphones. It's absurd. I mean, there's got to be a higher form of intelligence out out there that looks down on earth and sees what we do when they go, these are just so-called idiots. I mean, you know, we can take them over at any time. That's all we're doing all day. Yeah, we found a soft spot, Captain. This this will be our entry point for invasion. Will be the the Texas Hold'em table at the Riviera. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they'll hit first Pretty much <laughs> so what's the weirdest outfit you've seen at a poker table well they used to uh you know one of my favorite current poker players uh a guy named brandon brandon shack harris who's won a couple of world series of poker titles uh bracelets as we call them 
uh, he likes to get dressed up uh, as a polar bear. Uh, so he literally comes, you know, you, you can't see him. I mean, he's got, you just can barely see him, but he's got the big white outfit on. It's, it's very hot. He's had me wear it. I don't know how you keep in that thing for more than 45 minutes. He wears it for wow. hours on end and he's just trying to have fun. So he brings that, uh, he gives out balloons to people uh, after he loses. But the polar bear, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of other outfits, but the polar bear, we've had people come as Superman, people come as Spider-Man. Yeah. But the polar bear, I think, really stands out in, you know, in a sea of black because most poker players uh, just wear black. Yeah, it's sort of the Richard Lewis approach. Uh, the polar bear guy, I like because, um, you know, if you get a bad run or you're out quickly, you're still you can still kind of claim it's it's your personal fashion statement. The guy who walks to the table in the Spider-Man outfit and then flushes out due to a couple of bad draws in, say, 13 minutes has to walk away in a Spider-Man outfit. That's, a, that's somewhat embarrassing. Uh, yeah. In Vegas, you can after you get flushed away in the polar bear outfit, you can walk up to a bar proudly. Right. <laughs> Order what you want and then turn to your left and go, hey, have I, I haven't I seen you here before. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Nobody's going to go, what the hell's with the coat? They're just going to go, well, there's a dude who wants to drink. <laughs> I think I'll drink with him. Can you get on a run in the World Series of Poker? That is mostly luck and take you deep or even to the championship. Are there players who may not have the world's most experience, but have gotten really far in the tournament just because they've had great draws. Without question. I mean, it's, it's weird because the, the, the main event of the World Series of Poker, the World Championship, literally draws seven or 8,000 players. So it's, and it, it, it takes a week of play to get down to the final table. So your question is, could somebody who's you know, completely outclassed at the table, doesn't have the skill set of some professionals, can they sort of luck their way all the way down towards the end? And the answer, incredibly, is yes. There is, a, there is, a, there is an element of luck, particularly in tournament poker, uh, more than cash poker, where over the, the course of time when you're playing a, a normal game, and, you know, with yeah. your friends, even if it's a stupid game or a serious game, the best players are going to accumulate the most money over the course of weeks and months and years. Right. But in one poker tournament, there's, there's especially no limit where one hand can take you out. There's a lot, lot of luck involved. You get into a hand where you're a two to one favorite, where you're going to lose that one out of three times and the other person is going to flush you out. So, yes. So you could have somebody you could have any you, know, you could have Eric Trump. You you could have uh, you know a, a, a comedian working the lounge at Ramada in, sure. in uh, make their way down to the final couple of tables without question. Wow, that's impressive. And do you root for them, or do you root against them? You personally, maybe you can't verbalize that because I imagine there's some veneer of professionalism. No, not really. The, I, I root for no. I openly root for and root root against people uh, when I'm playing. <laughs> and you you are going to the the very first year that set off the poker boom. A 27 year old Tennessee accountant by the name of Chris Moneymaker won the world championship and two and a half million dollars. Okay, when he got down to the to, to heads up against a, a guy named Sammy Farha who was a professional player who had an unlit cigarette always out of his mouth. He looked like Humphrey Bogart at the table. I just said when we got to, I was stupid that year and I'm, I'm still stupid, but that year I was rooting for Farha saying our game is just a joke 
if this guy named Chris Moneymaker from Tennessee, who's never played in a tournament before, just walks in here and beats the best players in the world. I was rooting for the other guy. That's the last time I was rooting for the professional. You, I do like a lot of the pros, but you want guys just walking out of the West Virginia wilderness, uh, you know, with with, with a, 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 a some 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 something to chop logs and sure. walk in and beat everybody like an axe. To chop. Oh, an axe. That's what it's called. An axe. Is that AX or AXE? For a uh, either. Either. either you can spell it either way. Be okay. I like so yeah, we've had those. I mean, that's that's the, the great. You know, we used to say, Jeff, uh, uh, anyone can enter, anyone can win. So we've had you know John Everyman go down to the final table and, and get there, and we've had amateurs win. Yeah, there's an American Idol uh, effect to that that is probably more appealing to a viewer, like you say that Everyman, because they go, hey, if this clown can do it, who even changed his name to Moneymaker, I can do it. I'm a pipe fitter. I at least know how to sit at a table correctly. It can probably draw because you guys draw well. You get good numbers. Yeah, at the height of it, we got very good numbers. And people, again, people enjoy watching because you, you can imagine yourself doing it. You, you know, it's, it's, it's unlike other games or sports where obviously you're, you know, you're not going to be Tiger Woods. You're not going to be Roger right. Federer uh, on a golf course or a tennis yeah. court, but you can go beat Johnny Chan on any given day in poker. So people go, if he can do it, I can do it. And it does attract more people to watch it and then to go want to play it. Yeah. No matter how much luck you have, uh, you're not out driving. Uh, Char, Char, I was going to say Chardonnay. What's the kid's name? Charbonneau? I have no Chardonnay up here. I have, as you said, Merlot. I have Pinot Noir. I have Cabernets and Chiantes. Who, who, this is my version of Axe. What's that kid's name who got all beefed up? He just ate steroids for about a year. Tenet, a golf, golfer? A golf guy, yeah. yeah oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, Shambo. 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 Uh, Brian, Brian or Bryson DeShambo. There you go. We pieced that together. Hard to believe people won't hire us anymore. <laughs> Who's watching golf? Come on. Come on. Sponsored by Nugentics, guys. That's Wiener Pills directly from Ted Nugent and Porn on the Cob, Iowa's number one adult store. Why don't we shift to the NCAA tourney? Your thoughts, Jeff and Norm. Start with Norm because he's your guest. All right, we'll start with Norm. The NCAA where, where are we at this? Because I am, I know there's a storyline with Mike Shashevsky, and I know I'm supposed to be interested in it, and I'm sure I will be, but I could just as easily tune into the last two minutes of the final and then watch the blue and white confetti come down and Shashevsky get anointed and brought up in the basketball heaven. I don't know if I need to watch the games, and that's saying something because I love that term. Yeah, the, the tournament still produces some great moments and some great games and, of course, the upsets and the, the Cinderella's. Uh, you know, I have trouble both in college football and college basketball with sort of turning the other cheek on what's going on uh, on campus with these programs. So we have four blue bloods, as they say. Two of them should have gone the death penalty already for, for violations. You know, North Carolina for years you know, they, they had the people going to the shadow classes. They weren't real classes. Right. Uh, yeah. So they got grades for North Carolina, Roy Williams, who was at Kansas beforehand. Right. Kansas. Well, that's you know, where again. he learned. Of course, that's where he learned. He learned so, the fundamentals 
of, <laughs> of, of academic cheating at Kansas. And yeah, you yeah, the heartland of our country. Yes. Right. Uh, so, so I assume Duke is, is pretty clean. I assume Villanova is pretty clean, but to get to those levels, <clears throat> you, you just can't, you don't play by the rules. So and I'm tired of, I'm tired. I mean, I, I, I got nothing against coach K I got nothing against the, the great teams he puts together, but you know, you, you start to get tired of the same teams winning, especially when it's not a level playing field. So we have just to give you the numbers, uh, in the last 15 years, Duke, Villanova, North Carolina, and Kansas have won eight titles. So every other title lasts 15 years. In the last 40 years, those four programs, and there's like 350 competing in Division One. those four programs have won 17, will win their 17th title this year in the last 40 years. So wow. it, it's, oh, it's yeah. you know, so you do want to see St. Peter's make it to the final four and they're capable. Yeah. It's, it's not the same as poker, you know, but they, you can win six or seven straight games and get there. I mean, if, if St. Peter's can beat Kentucky, they can win the national title. If UMBC beat a number one seed, Virginia, a few years ago, they can win the national title. St. Peter's was very close, even yeah. though they were obviously out talented, uh, but the ball can roll a certain way and they can win the national title. So it'd be nice to see someone like that win the national title. Yeah. Every now and then, I mean, of all the years, uh, Wisconsin finally every ten years Wisconsin gets one guy who is going to go on to the NBA, as opposed to every three months at yeah. Duke or you know. So uh, this year they had Johnny Davis and they just they shot in the in that game they lost to Iowa State they they were two for twenty three, which is you know that's like a drunk archer that is horrible it's horrible shooting. And uh, it was the year they might have been able to sneak through and was the year where you can look at the Duke squad and go, okay, you got to give them their top six. You're always going to give them their top six. But, you know, they tend to have superstars in the waiting in their 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 holes down the bench. So if if Krzyzewski's checkmated, apparently, in a game, he can go, give it a shot. You, I don't even know your name. Number 13, get in there. And the kid goes six for seven, like Grayson Allen did against the Badgers in 2015. And just, boom, they win by six. And you go, how'd that happen? Because literally guys who they don't even remember they were recruited are tremendous, tremendous basketball players. Plus those guys you're mentioning off the bench, they'll go six for seven. They'll take two charges because yeah. that's part of Duke. And if you're Grayson Allen, once in a while, you like maybe pull some scissors out of your jersey and yeah. just – you'll just maybe stab somebody in the side, right? You know, on the neck, yeah. not, not a fatal thing, but just, you know, hit somebody in a way you shouldn't hit somebody. Yeah. He's got the Jeff Galuli pipe that pops out, you know, and then whack right in the knee and pops back in. It's in his shorts before you know it. Sponsor guys by Hay. When your farm animals deserve a good night's sleep, try Hay. And of course, incognito, you'd never guess we're plumbers. All right. Uh, are you doing any sports yourself? I don't even want to pick for the NCAAs. I want to know about Norm Chat. Are you, do you have a regimen of any sort? Because I uh, am working off a uh, thigh master that I found in a drainage ditch. I'm still doing that. And that's it. That's my workout. Okay. So I, I will walk the LA River uh, on occasions. Uh, it's the only major metropolitan river in the country which you can walk in the middle of. 
you don't have to part the Red Sea. As you know, there's very yeah. little water in you those really, Yeah, right. Especially yeah. Over near, uh, up in the valley and towards Riverside. So yeah, yeah my, my, my doctor has told me to swim. I don't get near water. Uh, he's told me to bike. Uh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna bike on LA streets and not get killed. So I, you, know, you live down there in a, in a fairly posh uh, neighborhood. <laughs> you live in a, you're, you're in an area near enough to uh, the beaches where if mm-hmm. uh, if if you, well, you probably wouldn't have the energy to walk your bike down to the beach. You'd be exhausted at that point. Yeah. And then, uh, and I will walk the, tra- the, the 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 biking path, which you can walk on uh, along the beach. The Pacific Ocean, by the way, which <clears throat> I don't know if you're aware of, the Pacific Ocean, the number one ranked ocean in the world. Wow. That's, yeah. You know, and it's really pulled itself together because it had a run there in the 60s. And then uh, Atlantic Ocean took over one. Indian Ocean, very big. Indian Ocean's underrated. And Atlantic Ocean now, it, it had its, you talked about it, yeah. the 70s. No, that was the Atlantic Ocean's time. Yeah, it can't keep up with the way uh, the ocean game is changing, like the Pacific Ocean. Name me one ocean that has a 17-square-mile island of plastic. There's only one only Pacific one. Ocean. Yeah. And the, 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 the Pacific Ocean, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, I know, is a bridge between Europe and, and the New World. But the Pacific Ocean is a bridge between Santa Monica and the Hawaiian Islands. It's yeah. all the way to Asia. It's, it's so blue. Yeah. Further, you get away from Los Angeles. Let's be uh, honest. For a lot of guys, it's a bridge between here and Thailand, where nothing oh is illegal. <laughs> There's nothing illegal in Thailand. So, yeah, overall, better ocean. So, you're, what you're saying is, when you get down there to walk it or bike it, you're so entranced by the charm of the ocean itself, you don't actually get any exercise done. I actually buy that. I actually go there. You know, you're, you're actually you're, you're joking and you're close to accurate, though. I go down there with a beach chair that unfolds in my car and I sit at the ocean and do some work just looking at the water. I don't want to go into the water, just looking at the people. I don't want to talk to the people. Uh, and I just sit there sometimes for an hour and a half and then I will take a walk. Is that is that uh, now you are you still driving the uh, what was it? Plymouth Reliant? What no, that was Plymouth Horizon from 87. I oh, moved- the Horizon, the hatch, the hatchback. Okay. Yeah. Square a little hatchback thing. That, that, yeah. Uh, that, that you, f- you can fit a couple of folding chairs in that baby. I don't in have that. They're I probably have... in the uh, driver's seat and the passenger seat would be the folding chairs. I have <laughs> the. <laughs> That's standard gear. I have, I have a 2000 Honda Accord with a sunroof. A sunroof. So fuck me is what you're saying. Dan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a Honda Accord. That's okay. a classic baby. Yeah. And how did it get here? Pacific Ocean. Of course. It had to get here. It's made in Japan. Whole thing so, ties yeah. together. Sponsored, guys, by Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel. And, of course, Sliver City, the lumber yard that's in a hurry. I'm out of city, sponsored. All right. Let's dive into uh, 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 worst gigs. This, is, this area fascinates me with virtually anybody. And you wrote for newspapers, if I'm not mistaken, the Washington Post. Yes, until last year. And then, and then uh, you've done a number of television gigs. You've been involved in this World Series of Poker since the beginning when I'm guessing it wasn't as uh, smooth running as it is now. <laughs> and I imagine you may have had jobs in your youth. Yeah, I had jobs in my youth. Out of that whole spectrum, what pops out in your head 
it gives you that little spine shudder where you go, Phew, at least I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, two, two, and first of all, before I, uh, before I got into full adulthood, I worked a lot of food service jobs. Yeah. Waiter, waiter, busboy. And the worst was the one that shut gives me a shutter was my four months as a dishwasher. Uh, there's upside to being a waiter. There's upside to being a busboy. There's upside to being out front. When you're in the kitchen at a busy steakhouse, every time you wash a dish, they give you another one. It That's doesn't your bonus. stop for an entire shift. It's not like you're done. Like you're done. You have dinner, and you, 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 you know your spouse cooks, so you'll take care of the kitchen, and you're done. It they never stop coming, and you got that spray thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the only possible technological advantage is at least you had the spray thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's referred to that in the plumbing business, because what else could you call that freaking thing? It's the spray thing. Uh, The the actual uh, faucet would have been even tougher. The spray thing, at least that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, you, you would have quit. You would have had to quit. But you have no human interaction. It's kind of hot back there. You're just getting all this. This, this garbage coming your way. And just during the shift, there's no break. It's not like you're on a, even on a line with other dishwashers. You go, hey, you know, did you see, did you see, did you go to Cirque du Soleil last week? Was that pretty good? <laughs> you're talking to nobody. And nobody in that line would have gone to Cirque du Soleil. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a steam room with manual labor. is Pretty much. <laughs> where at least you're not looking at other overweight men's bodies. Oh, so the one, the silver lining, I would. I, that, would. I, I didn't think of it until now. Now you maybe appreciate the dishwasher gig. And as bad as I was, oh, Jeff, as a, since I'm in the journalism business and the, and the news gathering business, my worst gig ever was I was working at a racetrack, a harness racetrack in Maryland, which is no longer open, called Rosecroft, where it's the harness horses, you know, with the, the, the sure. chariots, the most rigorous. The bug is the most rigged sport in America. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I didn't know that. Unbelievable how how many of these horses take a dive wow. or the jockeys take a dive. Wow. You, you, I did not you know. Hold that. back a horse in these things. Oh, 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 go right on by me. You just pull them back. You don't can't even notice it. Most rigged sport in America. It's a gambling game. Okay. <laughs> it among my jobs in the press box, it's hard to describe this. But my boss, after each race, would go on the local news radio and give the results. Okay. Now, because I don't know. People what, are waiting with. I didn't understand who's waiting out there on all news radio at 1045 p.m. to hear oh the eighth God. race results from Rotescroft and get him the results accurately and quickly, like he's trying to beat the competition. I was at the finish line in a press box, you know, like a normal press box at a stadium where you're up. You know, that far right. away as you would be at a football stadium. And as the horses crossed the finish line, I had to call out the order of finish. You're sitting here. I mean, you're getting ready to tense up. It's about two-minute race. They go around once. They go around a second time. They're coming around that, that final stretch, the head of the stretch. I see they're coming on down in there. And I know that as soon as that first one goes in there, I got to go, four, six, nine, two, three, ten, three, four, one, seven. <laughs> if I got it wrong... I got mean, Doc Pegg because he can't go on and go, yeah, blow fast first. And it's just every, and again, the race is running every 25 minutes. Wow. Every 25 minutes, I would get tense. I would want a box of Stutter Home wine to calm me down. Yeah. Because then another group were coming in there and they come in, they're going to be pretty tight. They're going to be photo yeah. finishes. And you're standing there a hundred yards away 
three, eight, two, nine, six, seven, ten, four, one. <laughs> now, that was my worst job ever. Wow. And there's no break. They just they just fire out those races. Well, this was every 25 minutes, like 10 races a night, nine, 10 races a night. That's almost worse every 25 minutes because it allows the tension to build up. You're saying anxiety builds up and then yeah. I got to do something. You know, I was doing other stuff, but I knew that's coming up another 10 minutes. I got to get there, you know, and my, you know. So the, the dull three ton weight of dishwashing versus the heart piercing ice pick of verbally calling harness racing. I got to go. I got to tell you, I got to go with, you know, just taking that big spray thing and washing those, <laughs> that's, washing that's, those mashed potatoes and green beans right off that dish because it was just too much pressure for me to yell out those nine numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so dishwashing is, is your second worst gig. <laughs> the, the finish line. The finish line pressure. Just, yeah, no, that's horrible. That's like that's like a, a Tonight Show. That's like having to scream out commercial breaks to Johnny Carson. You can't get him wrong. You can't screw it up. You're gone. You're gone. You're out of there. Billy Bishop within a week. <laughs> Sponsored by AutoZone. Find out what you ought to do from the know-it-alls at AutoZone. And Zigzag Zit Cream. Your zits will never see it coming. Serpentine with zigzag zit cream. My guest, the mad chair of the amazing Norman Chad. Norman, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, when do we see poker? Have you finished? Is it ongoing? Is it go through the year now? Is there a is there like a, a, a midsummer at championship down at Atlantis in the Bahamas or something? Okay, there's there, actually there is. They they play a lot. They love to go down. They love to go down to the islands to play poker because obviously, why would you, would you want to play in Atlantic City or do you want to play in the Bahamas? So sure, the job's too hard in Laughlin. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> too many RVs to dodge in Laughlin. So yes, the World Series actually because of the pandemic it, it changed its schedule. But again, it, it'll be on again in June and July. Oh great. Uh, from, and they're moving, they've moved from the Rio, which apparently had some plumbing problems, and they've moved from the Rio to Bally's and Bally's Paris on the Strip this year. And we also moved last year from ESPN uh, to CBS Sports Network, uh, another cable network. Right, sure. So, yeah, it'll be coming back in June and July, so it's coming up pretty soon. And it'll be from the Strip for the first time uh, ever in its 50-plus uh, year history. Because it used to be downtown at Binion's Horseshoe. Right. Until they shot all the Binions. Somebody killed most of the Binions. One Binion guy. Okay. One. Okay. People, <laughs> people, you people in the media, one Binion was murdered. Okay. And they make all suddenly killed. Okay. One Binion was murdered and buried in the desert. And he was found. And yeah, a- it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Please <laughs> move to the Rio. We had no. No recorded deaths at the Rio. They did have right. a Legionnaires disease there one year. Oh, that's true. Rio. Yeah, coming out of the vents. I remember that. <laughs> coming out of the vents. <laughs> you know? That's why they were giving more drink coupons to keep you out of your rooms. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do in Vegas. <laughs> oh, we got a disease coming out of the vent. Here's a free buffet card. Good for three days. Uh, so, so you got that coming up June, July. We can go to CBS Sports Network and watch that. And, and also, then, uh, also on Poker Go. Uh, the digital network. So it's both on CBS Sports Network wow. and Poker Go. 
nice. I am restarting uh, the Gambling Mad podcast. Uh, we'll start again in April, which I need to have you as a guest. So that will be on. Uh, that was starting again. And uh, that will be over your normal pl- uh, pl- your platforms. Plus, it'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, it's I'm- gambling mad on UFC Fight Pass. Yes, I'm going. I'm I'm joining the UFC crew, uh, and so I will be doing some some spots for them, and also doing gambling mad. Wow, gambling mad! They tell you not to do anything mad, but uh, maybe gambling mad is is the way to go. Well, I, you know, I think you know Deshaun Watson. I don't know if he was uh, you know massage mad. Or whatever he was doing, he w- he was probably upset at some point. Yeah, uh, uh, to the people filing the charges, he was very mad, according to them. So yeah. uh, let's let's see what happens there. But you know, <clears throat> Cleveland always takes the high road. My guest today, Norm Chad. Norman, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure, sir. Uh, now let's see. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. You can follow Norm on Twitter at Norman Chad. Uh, follow me there at real Jeff Cesario. Cause there was another one who sat on the name and then I just, I just darted around him and went to the end zone. Uh, my album, what was I thinking streaming everywhere? Uh, even just like through the air, uh, the player with pain mugs available at Jeff go to Jeff They're in the upper left-hand corner. If you're looking at your screen and buy a couple, I'll finally get my first check from, uh, uh, Cafe Press. That'll be so exciting. Uh, look for me on the road soon. Knock on wood. I'm starting to put some pieces together. Uh, if that COVID stays low, I'm going to get out there this summer and do a couple of dates. Uh, Chet, what do you have cooking? Oh, this weekend I'll be in Cyst, Idaho, calling the Low Ceiling Papa Shot Invitational for YourHighJustRelax.com. A lot of forehead bruises at this thing, but man, it's excitement personified. Sponsored by Fluow, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine. And 45-hour energy drink. Live big, crash hard. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.